Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Rise and grind, people. You know, it's Monday. Y'all know what time it is. Another episode of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. What are we on now, guys? Episode 35, right? Yes, but they could also not be listening to this on a Monday. Well, I mean, if they're not listening to it on a Monday, then, I mean, it's their choice, you know, their device. They can do what they want. But, you know, to all the people listening on a Monday, you know, shout out to y'all. I know y'all on your grind, you're heading to work, maybe about to start this week off be all productive and whatnot so hey. shout out to y'all you know mondays will have to be bad so guys they don't have to be good either <laughs> oh. <laughs> i mean your... we could all we all have to stay in the weekend what's but... your least favorite day of the week mine's tuesday actually really yes why i don't know i don't i i mine's sunday okay. i feel like monday Nah, and I'm saying that solely uh-huh. because Monday is the one day of the week I can usually find nothing to do. Really? In terms of back home at night. Like every other day of the week. Uh, have that way. I so like Tuesday is Falco, Wednesday is Otter, Thursday is Twist Casino, True. like it's mm-hmm. Friday is just Rodney B or, or Grizzly, Saturday is just going as Denry. You know, ancillary canneries. Yeah. You, know. you have a point. You, you, like, you oh, ever think m- Monday is for rest? How about that? How about it? I rest when I'm dead. Yeah, they should have a, a Monday mayhem. Like, you know, like the, the, the weekend was so stressful on your party. The weekend was so stressful. <laughs> that you need a party on Monday to just help you. <laughs> Come, like you know, come. yeah, and no kind of hype music, you know, just some little, you know, buju, you know, a little soca, you know, a little slow dance, you know, just swing in your corner, drink your malt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, daddy. Okay, Hopefully... so daddy says Monday, says Tuesday. Tuesday. Hey, I Tuesday. say Sunday. Hey, Tuesday. And the reason why I say Sunday because once Sunday hits, the day just fly by. And then next thing you know, it's Monday. I don't know. Tuesday just feels useless, right? Like, wow. it's not Monday with the hope and optimism. No, nah, I feel like Tuesday, that's Excuse when you should be your... Excuse you! That's when you Tuesday, you should be your busiest. That's when you know exactly. you're really in the groove at work. You know, you, exactly, you and it. you just want to shoot yourself. Oh, shit. Bro. Oh, that's sorry. Bad. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh, Take that yeah. back, you know. Yeah. This I, is why I, I need to do things like yoga, because maybe I'm not as naturally as positive as I may. Yeah, mm, yeah I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even want to ask you how your week was because the way it started. No, you know, actually, you know. my week was pretty great. I'm trying um, not to be an old person. I'm not. I'm trying to make my body reflect my actual age. You try to not be an old person by doing old people things. Are yes, I had two chiropractor appointments and a massage. If you haven't tried the chiropractor, I say you do it. You know, sitting is the death of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
tight, holy goly. No, no, but my neck and my shoulders have been troubling me. I've been going for massages for months now, and it just provides temporary relief. So I said, mm-hmm. I'm sure Danny can hook you up with some products to help with them, you know, aches. You know, and I said, you saw I plug you there. Coming soon. Yeah, you know, plug. orderable from the website. You know? <laughs> I'll still take that too. Um, but for now, the, you know. What as... we have is good for your neck. And I mean, your back. You saw that Ali, hey. right? And your, hey. hey. You saw that Ali who there, right? So that yeah, 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 I saw it, I saw it. Yeah, I dunk on that from space. Space jump. Right? So, um, yeah, yeah. No, my request got that way with my chiropractor visits. You know, after many YouTube videos of watching, you know, all of these neck cracks, I was like, I gotta get that for myself. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I'm, it's I'm been glad good. you got that for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, Danny. You you just wake up from hibernating, you know. So clearly, you had a hard week. Tell oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just working hard on the store, working hard on you know stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, a good kind of working hard, like you know the kind of working hard that you're making progress and you're seeing it. Yeah, you're seeing mm. the lights at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. So you you're feeling good about it. So you know that's I don't mind that than just working sensibly hard for somebody else and not seeing any results. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Well, so so we're talking about this week, guys. You know, we we chatting. You know. Uh, what are we discussing? We're talking about how... The news. The news, first of all, <laughs> right? <laughs> he almost got us there. Trick question. No, 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 no. Well, you see, I go like, the news is really... It really... That one article is really in keeping with what we... Like, our other topic, but... Well, I think even before we say what articles we're talking about... I think this is pertinent as, you know, young, up-and-coming, you know, Caribbean millennials that we are reading the news and yeah. we are being educated and we are having no, discussions well, about the news. I read the, the news. news on a regular, that's one thing. I read the news on a but regular. But I feel like that's a change. And I like to, a change for who, me? No, no, not for you, but like... Y- as you get older, getting into your news reading and staying aware habits. Yeah, because you have to know what's going on in the world. Eh? Mm-hmm. You, you need to know. Uh, a lot of crazy things happening. Like you saw Adani, they finally, you know, come to the the, the, the end of this um investigation on Trump and whatnot. So we're waiting to hear what the report have to say. Nothing. That's well that's I mean people saying, Oh, you know, spark notes, no collusion. But, but I'm like, uh, really? Like you always all this millions of dollars and all this time to come back and tell me no collusion. But, well, you know, they they did get a lot of people along the way. Boy, <laughs> and then you see a lot. They got everybody. <laughs> yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't completely useless. <laughs> a lot of people have been you know sentenced and were going serious jail time, but they didn't get the person they wanted. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so um, they'll they'll get him eventually. I, well, here's that. <laughs> okay, so I was reading something online on Reddit, and the theory people have is. They're going to get him after this term. Because people saying on Reddit, you know, he's not going to win another term. And what is, as soon as he loses, that's when they're going to get him. That's what, that's what, when it's a normal citizen. Yeah, that's what Reddit, because the people, the whole thing is that, you know, you can't go after the president and whatnot. 
Mm. That's the whole Reddit theory. I don't know. I just think they're not going to get him for anything at all. And it's just going to be another rich man beating uh, the system. At the very least, fines. At the very yeah, least. Yeah, I feel, I feel he will get fined at hit, least. Hit somebody pocket. Hit somebody yeah. pocket. <laughs> I, I don't I think they're not going to get him. Because, and, and, and my reasoning, and I've said this before, watch how they got Bill Clinton, Missy. Poor Bill. They didn't get Bill Clinton for any actual crime. No... They got Bill for lying about getting some head, you know. <laughs> I don't care what you say. That's what they got Bill, Bill for. Bill had it. no relations with that woman. I thought they get my G for <laughs> it. Sniff finger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Danny. Wow. That's what they get my G for. But, yeah. Anyway, um, um, so, Adani, you want to share your news piece? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So... Is- we were um, in the highlight of, I guess, international news this week when the uh, <laughs> president of the United States um, called the CARICOM leaders, some of them, to a meeting at his uh, Palm Beach um, location, because that's where the second White House is. <laughs> the first, the one in Washington is the second because ah, okay. in Washington. Okay, the one in Washington is the vacation home. Okay, yeah, the vacation home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, while he was working at his Palm Beach office, you know, he invited the leaders from the Caribbean. You know, to come on down. Let's let's talk about Venezuela and you know how I can help you help me. So um, according to the news articles, there were you know. Um, calls for the Caribbean leaders to back the U.S. sanctioned um, um, president of um, the U.S. sanctioned leader of Venezuela, Guaido. The handpicked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, chosen one, you know, Guaido. (laughs) Um, But the Caribbean region, you know, CARICOM has had dealings with the previous leader in the past and Petro-Caribe and all those negotiations, etc. So, there is talk about the U.S. offering, you know, incentives, you know, investments, you know, how the U.S. can help us in the Caribbean do more, you know, you know, send out a team to the Caribbean within the next 90 days to see where we need development, you know, for, you know, the, it wasn't put that way, but in exchange for our um, vote. <laughs> um, okay, so let me ask you a question. How do you feel about that? Pawns in a power game. That's the thing, right? We 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 the pawn. So whether we go with China or we go with the US, like somebody yeah. gonna be pulling the string. Like until we on our own, like we will really have no um kind of you know and say I, the matter. And I think it's really unfortunate. And I mean, relationships have started to build, but almost too late. But I really wish that we as Caribbean countries and Caribbean and Latin America will actually, I wish we were closer with the Spanish speaking cultures, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even getting, you cannot, for how close we are, you know, there are no direct flights to Venezuela or, you know, any, you know, South American countries, you know, I mean, I will say there is more being done. And I will, what I will say to that is there was a lot in the past, but mm-hmm. due to outside interference by larger yes. nations than ourselves, they killed a lot of that communication. Yes. I know, but I what, I'm, what I'm saying Cuba, is... All right. that done for our region. But, but I feel like... Cuba, in Colombia, some... Nicaragua. Like, I, I feel like we should be closer, yes, but I feel like a lot of that might be due to 
issues from interfering countries interfering in our diplomacy exactly but it's also like it's also like having a backbone and taking a stance right because it's like now america gonna come and turn and look for you just because they want some power but it's not like they will look in um do you remember grenada hold on before you even go there let me give you my rebuttal to that because i and and before i even give my rebuttal my whole take on this eh? Um, I like, you know, yeah, we're talking to bigger nations and whatnot, and this may sound radical, but I don't think we should be getting in bed with the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think out of the two, the options, you know, you know, China, Taiwan, whatever, or whatnot, I think we should go with the others over the U.S. because I feel like they have too many strings attached when you start talking mm-hmm. to the U.S. And here's, here's my, here's the reason why I say that. Remember when we had that issue of, we had those, um, in St. Lucia, we had a couple people running around the streets doing mad crime and whatnot, and we had this mm-hmm. list of people yeah. and whatnot. And remember how the U.S. basically come and say, oh, because y'all did this and that, we cutting off aid and whatever, whatever to y'all and whatnot, just because they didn't like how we handle it. Meanwhile, the U.S. out here, police killing people on the street, doing all kind of things, and nobody can tell them that. Mm-hmm. That's my issue there. It's when it's convenient for them, they want to, you know, step in and say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, and whatnot. And it's never to the benefit of the other country they're dealing with. Mm. It's always to the to their benefit. And I'm not saying it can never be to your benefit, but to me, that's to be a mutual thing. Yeah, but it's you almost have to like the other person it's, some way. it's almost like you're not an independent country. You, because yeah, it's like you lose your independence because immediately. you you just like you know. Standing in line, like whooping, you know. You waiting command. for commands. You waiting for commands from the big boss up top. Mm-hmm. What will the US tell me do today? Which island the US will tell me cut ties with? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, well, oh. well, it, it it works out now because we have something they want. So here's my finger, Danny. <laughs> I hope. I hope we realize we have something we, they want and, and we really press yeah. but that's the and thing. draw that's, blood and get us that's what I'm saying it's about having a backbone and coming from a place of strength because mm-hmm. part of the reason why Grenada happened and Grenada was so Grenada was scary for the US right <laughs> so it shows that as Caribbean countries right we do have power and can you know but I think we looked at us like oh yeah those guys so, over there yeah. you, know, you know what I mean Basically, you're yeah, a case yeah. of we need to be reminded of times like Grenada for us to I move so. forward because like you all say Grenada is scary for them so I feel like if they remember how Grenada was scary for the US they can act the same way and you know real put pressure on them and get something from it I'm gonna say something controversial but it's like a modern day slave rebellion right that's what we needed Mm. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like each Caribbean island could almost be like considered, you know, like yeah. being oppressed by massa, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't the, know. The only thing now is massa instead of being um, Europe and the UK is now the US, the US. and mm-hmm. the, the Europe and China and Asia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a different powerhouse, right? Small yeah. matters. Well, I, I say small matters, but not really small matters. Well, but... we. we... We'll we'll see how things. I don't know. Evolve. It was funny to me how you know the same our Senator Prime Minister is you know front and center in that picture, boy. You mean tropical Trump? <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, so I mean, honorable to first, Alan Chastney. At first glance, oh, he's not even a, a so like honorable Pence. Alan Chastney. <laughs> at first glance, he looked a lot like Mike Pence. You thought? I just zoom in. I was like, is that that's, that's Pence? That's Pence or that's Chastney? <laughs> 
Okay, all right. Well then. But but I trust that. Hmm. Man, that. Go ahead. Our honorable, you know, Alan Chastney will make the best deal possible for us, and then, yeah, we will be a thriving country. All I'm hearing is we're getting a we're getting a um a branch of um Trump National Hotels in Saint Michelle. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> where Compre was? <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> oh, all right. So um, moving on to the yeah, next news article that we had. I'm not sure if this week you heard about the. Um, flight attendant Selene Savendra Roman, who was working for airline carrier Mesa Airlines, she was a flight. She is a flight attendant, and she has an immigration status of DACA, which is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, and that policy has actually been um. Um, tweaked with by Trump and based on their, their, those rules like they're not supposed to travel outside of the US and you know there are certain situations like that um, she is actually married to a US citizen and I guess is trying to work on her change of status from DACA to, um, yeah, get, her be, to get her green card yeah. and in the interim she um, so that she could still do her job of being a flight attendant. She was working for a regional airline where she wouldn't have to go, um, you know, across, bo- uh, across international borders. Well, her airline and, and she specifically put, you know, Mexico and Canada on her no fly list very intentionally because she didn't want to mess around with that. Cause, you know, as any kind of immigrant or even your status in, yeah, you know, limbo, you don't want chances, to take definitely. any chances. Yeah. So, um, her company actually went and assigned her on a flight, I think, um, to Mexico, Mexico back to Houston or, or something like that. Um, and she was like, um, I don't know about this. Are you all sure? And they're like, no, no, you should be able to re-enter fine. I have feelings about that. But um, she went and I guess on her arrival in Houston, she ended up being detained for up to six weeks. Really? So that is crazy. Um, Six weeks in a detention center, and y'all have and y'all seen... know how them ICE detention centers are. Well, I don't, I don't know how they are, but I don't want to know how they are just from like the things that you've heard about children and all of that. But you know, in... if they're treating the children like that, I don't want to know what. Which is in the adults like. Mm-hmm. But it's it's unfortunate. And like six weeks of your life, you were just trying to do your job. You weren't even, you didn't even want to, you know, fly but, outside of the country you were um, in just to, me- to not mess with that. But more or less, this caused a whole social media outcry. All the, the, the flight attendant association was um, speaking out. All of the democratic presidential candidates, of course, were using oh, this as course. a... Uh, <laughs> Platform to talk about imi- what immigration reform. You don't, think they should, you don't think they should speak on it? They have a presidential race coming up. They need to win. They need to know yeah. voice their concerns. I think we even <laughs> need to do an episode closer to election time on on that no, whole democratic. But, but party, Missy, um, party. a bigger issue there for me is this whole tweaking of this darker thing to you cannot travel and whatnot. Like so, now you telling me now. Basically, I'm imprisoned in the U.S. I cannot leave the U.S. because I have this status. I cannot move around. If 
if my 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 father in Mexico and he dying, I can't go and be by his deathbed because if I go there, then that's I stick there. Yeah, I think that's a, people a have fit. to make these real decisions every day. People have to be like, you know, I can't attend this wedding, I can't attend this funeral, I can't even visit my children because well, well, my status in you know. Jeopardy. And that should not be the only decision they should be having to make is I can't travel because I don't have the money. Mm. It should not be because well, now you're telling me I can't enter. And I think the thing for the darker people is it wasn't, which is why Obama made, you know, the um, decisions that he did is that these people, it was not their choice to come to the exactly. U.S. illegally. It was that the of their parents, parents, right? These people came to the U.S. as children, went through all the education systems, whatever, managed through being illegal, but, you know, they didn't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, it's it not like they where, can say, Mommy, I want to go back to Mexico where we come from. They but have even no family, so, that's not, no that, that's not their decision, exactly. right? If you, yeah. you're not an adult, you can't, you can't yeah. make yeah. those decisions. You, you can't even pay for the ticket, much less tell your parents right mm-hmm. <laughs> oh you even if you got a ticket paid for like you can't travel by your, you know like imagine yeah, a child and now you're looking at them and you're telling them you basically making them feel like hey like yeah it wasn't your choice but you have to deliver the consequences mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yeah you should have told your parents no <laughs> right um but even on the point of i don't know what happened in her office but i think even uh, um I don't know if we should transition now, but hey, guys, topic for this week is immigration. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> Mind blown. So I guess, you know, rolling into it, even part of um, that discussion is even, you know, the people in the back office, you know, or the people that you work with not being aware of your immigration situation or just like playing it, you know, or, or just thinking, oh, no you're fine you're good like even like what they view as an immigrant you know with with immigration problems right you know doesn't necessarily associate to you standing in front of them right they're like oh we thought you were good you know disconnected from the situation and then and then they're like, but how long have you been in the States? Uh, 10 years. <laughs> First Still all, not good. How long have I been in the States? I have nothing to do with it. If they say I'm not good, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. All right? So let's get that out of the way. Like, So I, I think, I guess, let's transition into to the topic, which is really the immigration struggle. But we're going to speak about our experience as being Caribbean millennials who all three of us came in on F1 student visas to the U.S., um and just kind of what our experience has been and maybe share some of the experiences we've heard from others or read just kind of you being know, just, in this space yeah. but we understand immigration is a very difficult and rough topic not only here in the u.s but you know around the whole world you have the migrant crisis happening all over i'm sure you know, there are people in, you know, our UK listeners, you know, who have also had their immigration struggles. I don't even want to say Canada because it's just painted as being so friendly and welcoming. <laughs> but, you know, probably, probably there too. Um, you know, it's, it's just a common struggle if you're, you know, f- from the Caribbean or, you know, from anywhere really and trying to make a life somewhere else, right? Vinan has his hand on his head and no, his... I, I, no, 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 anything bad. 
Um, so where, where, where do we begin with this? Well, I guess, I guess to start, right? The, the three of us, you know, the background of our, well, let's just start here. Do y'all feel like immigration is something that we talk about? When you say we, because uh, it's, it's a topic that's been spoken about a lot now. But I mean, like, do do we talk about our personal immigration experiences outside of people that are just your family? No, I I, I don't I don't see a reason for me to be talking to people about that. They Why not? Because in my mind, they cannot help me. They cannot alleviate the situation or make it any better. It's not that I'm in like a horrible situation or anything, but they can't do anything for me. For the most, I'll tell them about what I had to do to get here if they come, if they ask me, but I don't openly out here speaking about it. Adani, what about you? Um, it's a double-sided coin. Like, I don't feel the need to not tell people, but. At the same time, you know, if Mercury in retrograde and all these things, like you kind of want to, <laughs> you kind of want to keep that energy to yourself because you know when you tell people they wishing the bad for you, they wishing the worst for you, and like you know you tell them yeah yeah just waiting for that to come through and like well I hope me do get that <laughs> like like you know so I just tell people yeah yeah I still up there man yeah yeah I still up there. I just basically tell people I'm up there. People don't know whether what status I am mm-hmm. at, at this point. Majority of the people who talk to my family don't know what status I am. Mm-hmm. Just not been in the US for a while. So I, I don't tell people some of them might assume <laughs> some of them might assume. Yeah, because they don't see me in St. Lucia, so Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell people I'm up there. I just let them assume I fell off the face of the earth. I I I'm, I'm I'm similar to y'all in that, you know, I don't feel the need to go and broadcast, you know, my immigration status and situation to you know, you know, off of the rooftops and whatnot. Well, but I think there is some value in speaking on it, even just to the Americans around you, because they, like, a lot of them just don't have any kind um, of clue as to, you know, our type of status. I don't disagree, but you see, part of it, like, for me, for instance, you all know I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily talk about my business like that. But, okay, for instance, if my one of my friends if matt came and asked me about it i would gladly sit and explain it to him right because i know for someone like him he's genuinely interested and it left to him alone if he could he would help in any way he could Mm -hmm. i know that for a fact Mm -hmm. so it's not i don't want to tell people it's just i don't necessarily feel the need to and and if i had to i am still careful if i I talk to about it and whatnot but it's funny that that's our approach even if we aren't necessarily here illegally you know so we're not at all i mean you know for (laughs) me it's a that's a situation but i think that's something yeah but i think that's also something that's like passed down right like you know that's not something we were like raised to talk about either right yeah um so if y'all are comfortable with me sharing when i and i all came here to the u.s on f1 student visas Okay, yeah. Right? Secrets out the bag. It's out the bag. I didn't, you know, store away. I'm going to speak very slowly and give pauses so Vernon can cut out anything if Adani or Vernon feel violated by me sharing, you know? (laughs) But, um, you know. Unless you you tell people where the the bodies are buried, we go. What bodies? Exactly. Right answer. (laughs) Um, We came here on student visas, um, all to go to some kind of 
yeah, school or yeah, university. Um, and when you go to school, they may give you that student visa for like five years or something like that. And, um, once that student visa is up, you can apply for work authorization. Well, no, no, once once you're done with school. Well, yeah. And more than likely your student visa is up at the same time, whatever. And then the, when when you graduate, right. you you are allowed to apply for one year of work authorization. Yeah, That's anybody, OPT. any degree, any degree can do that. Right? Now, yeah, usually, you get your visa for five years. Yeah, usually, four years. Four, so you have that one yeah. year to the one year that's left on your visa for to, your OPT to work. to work. Right. Okay? So, but if you a STEM, if you do a STEM degree, science, technology, science, technology engineering, engineering, math, you get to apply for an extension. Now, you, before the extension was 17 months, now it's 24 months. And at one point, there wasn't even an extension. There wasn't even, even an extension, extension at a point. So, so if you do a STEM degree, you get to work for three years when you're done. Right. So when that time is up, you have you have to find some way to change your status. Either you get an H one B, you get which you is get work, married, which is a, a work visa. Mm-hmm. You get married, get your green card, or you have sixty days, I think, or whatever other format that you can. Whatever format, get. or you have sixty days to leave the poor country and go back to your country. Right, or. You can go back to school and start the cycle all over again. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, well, you didn't... uh, Danny didn't have that experience because he did his master's degree right after his bachelor's. Yeah, But both Vernon and I had that experience because we did our first degree, went and worked, and then went back for our masters um, i mean in our cases us going back for our masters wasn't necessary to stay in the u.s it was we wanted to go do our masters yeah i know i wanted to go do my masters i had that light bulb moment one day where i was tired of this shit i I need to be out of here so i just went and did my masters but some people that's what they do they the authorization is up they cannot necessarily get the the work visa or maybe things are working out with the 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 american significant other so they do see that green card on the horizon. Wow. You know, <laughs> if you're working out too well, so you know what? I'll but go back he and... can see through your nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Not calling anybody out. I'm just, you know, speedballing mm-hmm. situation. So they decide they're going back to do their masters to give Buy them, them, ex- time. them some time. And well, I mean, also, you know, in the end, get that higher education. Because, you know, when you get a master's, it kind of... Gives you a little leverage in the H one B pool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or the, yeah, or diversify. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, so where do y'all want to go next? Um. Well, I mean, I feel like before we even talk about all that, you know, you have to talk about the process of getting the F one visa or even the visitors visa, because I mean, for us being in the Caribbean, you know, you have to go to a, the embassy and then you know you have to put your cell phone in this Caribbean and no com- outside communication. You sit there, you wait for them to call your number, and then while you sit there, you hand them the nine people and whatnot. Yo, it's, it's wild. I, let me tell you, the last time it's I had to time. go <laughs> to Barbados to um you know, get a new, renew my student visa, which for those of you, y'all who don't know, not every Caribbean country has a U.S. embassy. Yeah. So for St. Lucians and anybody in the OACS, really, though, I, I believe... I yeah. hope I hope Shazne negotiate for that first. Yeah. Right? 
<laughs> I hope that's one of the right. <laughs> but um, you have to travel to another country, Barbados, for us. Yeah. Um, some people may go to Trinidad, I guess, depending on you know their proximity. Um, but like even applying for visas and stuff are expensive, so you even have to add like you know a flight. That's a day trip. That's a, yeah. a day out of your life. You have to take if you can make it, but because some people they and y'all know how reliable our airline systems, our hey, airline hey, hey. services. I are. find Leah has been very reliable the past couple of years. When I went to Dubai, we actually left early. So try and cool I'm, out. I'm just saying. All I'm right? just saying. Try and talk about So it. some people will even opt to like go the night before. So if you go the night before, hotel course, you know, transportation, yeah. all of that factor into getting this visa. Yeah, and... only left early because that plane was supposed to go out last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but even um, that process, I found I historically I always had such a like poor. Um, there was one time I went and I was like. I just hated my whole ex- 24 hours or oh, whatever, yeah. like 12 hours or whatever it was in Barbados. Just because even at the embassy, they were like so rude yeah, and I like rough very, with me. You know, like, but the last time I went, like the girl was nice. She was like, oh, I love your curls. I was like, gasp. Hey. Gasp, you sure you work in here? Like, <laughs> is this the right place? But it's like Am I the, the right line right now. Like, <laughs> but it was it's the same. But before that, it was like the same U.S. immigration mentality, right? Like, no talking. Like, you know, put away Stupid. your phones. You know that kind of thing. Um, and uh, it's so wild, you know, sitting down there and everybody's like sardined into this little. Little room, the counter is right there, so you can hear everybody's business. Bro, some of the questions they ask you, and you get there like, Why are you going to the US? How long you plan to stay? You plan to return? You have any relatives over there? Like, some mad, like, crazy questions. Like, Yo, look, bro, I'm not trying to like overextend my stay here. I just try and go to school, my G. Really and truly left me alone at St. Lucia and chill out on the beach and turn up every night, fetch and whatnot. But I have to do this so so trying to make it seem like I running away from my country. Like <laughs> you know, Do you plan to return after you finish your degree? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and that's you always have to have an answer for that. Even if you're young and you're just trying to, you know, like figure it out, like you always have to say, like, yes, I plan on returning and working. Oh, oh no, guys, the good question. Um, who's funding school for you? How are you funding it? Like how did they get that money? How did I'm get like, that money? I don't like, know, bro. Like <laughs> Like, Work bro, hard. Asking, like, bro, you're asking me my murder business at this point, and I can't really answer that for you. I don't know what my murder is do, so... <laughs> I think I even um heard them, like, turning down a teacher, because I was like, I don't know how you're making this money. It seems yeah. like you're going and, like, looking to, to go and stay with your daughter and, like, move wow. to the U.S. and stuff like that. And it's, like, so open. There's no, like, sensitivity to yeah, like, it, it being it, people's lives. And it's, like, not treating people as humans, right? Here's my thing. If I decline you, I feel like it should be a thing, like, where if they decline you, like, they slip you a note saying why they decline you instead of, like, saying it out loud on the speaker in a small room that everybody can hear. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's a process of getting the visa. 
Mm-hmm. And you know what I think is so funny? And like, there are a lot of forms. A lot yeah. of money has to be paid. Mm-hmm. Mad forms. Mad money has to be paid. You know what I think is funny about that whole thing? Like, that's just a normal thing for us and a lot of people from the Caribbean and other countries. But I feel like Americans are always so outraged when they have to get a visa to go somewhere. Even Yo. like a travel permit. Like, Bruh. you know, something yeah. they have sign up for and not pay any money for one night. Oh my god, I think I saw a tweet this week that I'm was American, like that. I did I, sign this? Did I share yes. that tweet with you? Adani, do yes. you have it close? Can you share it? Or um, I think so. Let me check. <laughs> um, but the spot. in the meantime, so like, yeah, once you get the visa or you know whatever document that you know they say, yo, you're allowed to travel to the US, then you have the whole like crazy experience of when you actually travel because then like you land and you have to go for immigration and the person this... basically saying um they confuse as to why they have to go for immigration if they want an immigration back in the u if they want an immigrant back in the u.s why should they have to go for immigration oh because when they have to fill out the customs and immigration yeah, forms when you fly into another yeah, country yeah. and they're like even when God. you enter the u.s like you have to go for immigration you just don't know it because they let you free easily yeah, but yeah you, <laughs> yeah you don't have to go and stand on the long line like we do <laughs> yeah exactly but even like some of that right like and we've had experiences even with our american friends coming to st lucia for the first time they come they were coming to st lucia didn't even know where when they were staying they... right <laughs> so he, his friend reaches the immigration counter and the guy's like, like where, where are you staying and he legit looks at the guy and says burns house <laughs> and the guy's like what <laughs> <laughs> he's like do you know what like town what city no nope, i'm just staying with Vern, man <laughs> and the guy's like okay just go i'm like really? yeah but, but do you like... imagine we could do that anyway <laughs> get laughed out of get put in a detention get, get laughed into the back room yeah yeah <laughs> the caboose <laughs> yeah but like when we have to travel it's like you get off the plane and you're on this long line so first of all i hope you don't have a connecting flight because you're probably going to miss that. You on this line. The last time I told the guy I had a connecting flight, he laughed. Well, but... <laughs> Almost um, like, you should have known better. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember going through Puerto Rico. Ooh, that was a mess. <laughs> Yo, every time I've traveled with Anushka, she gets pulled into the back room. Every time. <laughs> really? Every time I have traveled with you, it's only recently, and since we've gotten married, you haven't gotten pulled into well, the back room. Well, I got pulled in the back room this time, fam. A name change. No, a name change change is not your friend. When a name change that I did not request. Uh, Really, really, uh, you're gonna pull uh, this? uh, (laughs) We're just gonna leave that one in a box, guys. Another episode. Should you (laughs) on the next episode? Should you take your husband's last name? No. (laughs) Um, Hella, hella. It's why I didn't want to take my last name. I just didn't want her to change it on her document. You never. I communicated any of that. I didn't. Maybe you didn't hear me, but I did. But yeah, I felt like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't change. But anyway, another topic. Anyway, right. So we're talking about like the traveling experience now because, yeah, you get the visa and you go to fly. Well, at least you think you go to fly. You know, you land, you get off the plane, you realize, oh boy, I have to go on this long line. You're yeah, it's long... like the next marathon, right? Yeah, you it's, know? A, it's the you, next leg of the you, marathon. You get off the plane, ordinarily <laughs> you think, oh yeah, I can't wait to get off that plane. You know, go stretch to the bathroom, my leg. stretch my legs, go and get something to eat. Wrong. Uh, you're on a line. <laughs> 
Get on this one. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like the the consistent thing is like how they treat you throughout the whole thing. Like, even the words that they use, right? Non resident aliens, right? Like, I'm not an alien. Like, bro, I didn't land on a spacecraft. You know, like. We from, we all from Earth. (laughs) I'm just not from here. Y'all are the aliens. You could just say non resident. End of yeah. story. I'd be fine with non-residents. Non, yeah, non-residents and residents. Yeah, right. Yeah. Visitors, alien. visitors, or you know, non-citizens. Right. And, yeah, like. And it feels alien. like they never have enough people for the number of international people no, no. that they have coming through, and it's like they corralling you like hood, like. But cattle. even when they have enough people, you ever see when somebody getting ready to leave their shift? They will not take that one extra person. Mm-hmm. They will put the sign up. They will walk. While somebody's at the booth, they will walk around, put the chain, look you in your eye like, yeah, nigga, I'm leaving right now. Don't think you come in here. And get back in the booth, stamp, stamp, put the backpack, leave. And, you know, I, I've had, in the last few years, I've had more decent, oh, anyway, I've experienced discrimination at these first counters. Wow. There was mm-hmm. one man, you know, he's like, Oh, Anushka Singh, you Indian? I'm like, um, I'm from St. Lucia. And it's like, as if that was the wrong answer. <laughs> he put like an X on my form and sent me, you know, in. he didn't send me in the back room. He sent me in a line to get my bag checked. So you know how, wow. you know how yeah. like, mm-hmm, it's as if, oh, you don't want to own your culture, your last name, sing, uh, look, go and get your bags checked. Yeah. Right? Make aggressively put that X on that people like, yeah, you know, like you know how they just you are. You know how they just do the one until you follow the yellow lines. I was doing the one. I was going as if okay, out ahead. They're like, no, ma'am, you need to go this way. I was like, what? Mind you, when I was in the back there, when they when they um give put the stuff in the little folder. And then they like make this stuff over the the announcement over the intercom, Boy. like agent to booth nine, like, <laughs> <laughs> come get this guy. <laughs> Like what? And also thing, right? So the funny thing is, when I got pulled to check my luggage, there were some other Lucian girls there who looked like they were probably coming up to school for the first time, and they pulling out from their bag <laughs> cocoa stick, and they trying to explain what cocoa stick is, and I don't know if one had farine, which is like white dress, why dress, why with that? white powder. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Perrin, you can't miss home that much that you have to take that risk. Boy. But that's first time that's first time um, flyers. You see when you when you travel for the first time versus when you when you approach it, it's different. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It got Very to much. a point I was traveling in flip-flops and basketball shorts because I wasn't about to be taking out socks and shoes and belts and all nah nah. Now please. now I have a, I have a um confession to make. I always travel well dressed. Just because if the plane go down, I don't want anybody oh. to see me in, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that looking good. Like, when they pull but, me out of the wreckage, like, I'll do that looking but good. But I feel like what Adani is saying is that, you know, traditional Caribbean... Yeah, you know, you make a good impression, you travel. No, but that's yeah. what, your parents never tell you, oh, you're not getting on a plane like that. I remember no, one time... Really? You see how I live home. Well, they probably know you are lost cause. <laughs> you see how ah. I travel. <laughs> but I remember one time I came back home and I don't know if Adani, this was when we were with you and you know we we got oh, drunk. We had that night. And then we woke up and we were supposed <laughs> to be I at the airport already. About. Yeah. And, and I got you all there in no time flat. <laughs> yeah. we, we made the flight. 
but I I got off the but plane and I just had a t-shirt. My hair was a mess. Like it was not a good look. And my mom was like, "That's not how I raised you. You couldn't brush your hair." Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> somebody <laughs> did not get cassava that night. No, I just roll out flip flops, basketball shorts, t-shirt. Like, let's go, dog. We I was about to stop and waste time with all of this. No watch, none of that. Be yo. It got to a point where. I was even contemplating not wearing my my stirts, but I'm like, nah, that don't matter. Let's go. <laughs> but even um the other we we haven't well so when and you never got pulled. We let's talk about the bathroom nah, chronicles. Never get pulled in the bathroom. Never ever never, ever 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 ever. ever, ever. Oh, wow, you wow. saw. Uh, uh, never say never. Go and knock on wood now. <laughs> you saw are definitely very lucky. <laughs> Never. Yeah, Never. I, I, we cannot... When you, the, the backroom do is like a psychological game because, like, did I do all my forms correctly? I hope and I didn't you see that mistakenly come out of some kind of um, stuff I had a... to do. Part of the thing is, I just rule my I 20 for... side properly. Part of the thing is, I just rule for confidence. So it's like, yeah, diamond don't look like a China. I think you just get lucky, bro. Like, I think it's like, lucky. Like, like, that's how you travel basketball shots and flip flops. Yeah, we don't need to put him in the back. Like, yeah, I'm nothing to hide. He don't try to hide anything. But that's the thing, right? Let like, him on, even, you know, there are some people that can just travel with their passport or travel with even their ID, you know, certain places and yeah, just nah. go wherever. <laughs> we need to have like a whole folder, a folder full of, of documentation, right? Like at all times. Yeah, your your I twenty, your EAD card, your your passport, your yeah, other passport. Let, if the the current visa is in there, letters from your job, just in case they ask for it. You see, that's the thing. Yep. Y'all say y'all when you're traveling to me. I always have my passport and my I twenty on me, even when I'm not traveling. Because you're paranoid. Because you, I paranoid. Because you never know. I was reading an article about somebody getting pulled over. Next thing you know, ice rolling on them, and in a detention center again. Deported. Isn't that what happened to Twenty One Savage? Isn't the, that how they got? Isn't that's that how we found out Twenty One Savage was not from Atlanta. He's so really, twenty. So twenty. Twenty one of the savages. <laughs> what? The twenty first of the savages. <laughs> oh my god! That's how they found him. But like, usually I'll try and have like a copy. Well, so here, let me give Bruh, you a funny even story. Even on my phone, I have copies. Let me give you a funny story as you say that copy, right? So my brother um, came up to school here in the States. He went to school in Florida. And, you know, he was traveling back to go to school on his, you know, on his own. And, you know, he asked his, my mom wanted um, his documents for something. And right before he traveled, he's like, oh, mom, where my documents? And, you know, she gave it to him. He gets in Puerto Rico. And they pull him in the back room. And at the time, you know, it was maybe around the time after all of this, um, after all of this, um, what do you call it? 9-11 stuff and, and all of that. And he had his hair long. And, you know, we can be, my family could be a little culturally ambiguous, right? So cool. how he was looking, he could, he, you know, he could have passed. <laughs> but they, they pulled him in the back room and were giving him all of this grief and stuff. To come and find out that my mom photocopied his I-20 for her records and gave, gave him, him back the, the copy, copy and not the original. original. So <laughs> even things like that, right? Because you need your original copies of everything. And I guess that put him in a place, you know, to make sure his stuff is right all the time because that was his first 
backroom experience. But for me, since I'm like a backroom pro now, I just go, I cool out, you I know. You know that sounds wrong, eh? If you're a backroom pro. Hey. That sounds wrong. <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah I, I've never had the experience, like I say, and I, I don't know why. Maybe it's luck. But even if I've never had it from day one, you see how my mother is very in and about organization. So I always travel. I I think for me, part of the reason why I've been able to be confident in those situations is because I've checked all my paperwork before and I know it's probably an issue on on their side. You check all your paperwork. You've traveled so much and you've filled out those forms so many times that you can probably do it in your sleep. So at this point, I know all my you know all your stuff right mm-hmm. so let me just go in the back and get this over with mm-hmm. click whatever that- you have to click type whatever for it to tell you you're wrong and let me go in my business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i guess that's the whole experience of coming into the u.s for us right Boy. I guess, what would y'all say have been good things and bad things, you know, about kind of being in the U.S. on this status for, for this Bad month? thing, opening a bank account. Mm. How many papers you have to provide when you want to open a bank account? That's yeah. unnecessary. Well, I mean, not even just a bank account, even just when it comes to getting more advanced things like credit and loans well, and stuff like that loan. too. Look, let me give you an example here. Y'all know Americans can renew their driver's license online? Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> Better go and stand on that line with your I-20 and your passport and visa and a letter from your school and maybe one from your job too. Okay. And one from your apartment complex. And one from your apartment complex saying you live there. Yeah. And two bills. <laughs> with your name on them. Yeah, for it to get extended by a year. And a blood sample, <laughs> you know, for it to know your blood type. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like you, you know that people get their driver's license for what seven years or some something Bruh, like they that. They say I have a story for y'all. <laughs> so your boy get his driver's license. You know, he was in the living US. out in the middle I of was, nowhere. That's you know East Texas, going to my little school in the middle of nowhere. The school is the biggest thing in the town. I get my license. DMV screws up and gives them a license, like the regular length of time. You know, the full seven years, whatnot. Okay, graduate, me and Anushka move in. Anushka says, oh, we have to go and get our, you know, change our address on our license because we're living somewhere else and whatnot. I'm like, uh, do we? Really? Do we? Mm-hmm. All right, fine. We have to do it. Go and do it. They give me the regular one-year license, dog. I was they so mad. They take all his seven they years away. all my seven years away from me, dog. I was so mad. Wow. How many years you had had left? Dog, I think I had like, I had, I maybe had like four. Damn, Manushka, you messed up. Yeah, I feel like. Four. But I, I'm trying to play by the people's rules because they say when you move somewhere within 30 days of moving somewhere, you need to change your license. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing, Adani, is if he had that same East Texas thing there, all of the documents and stuff that they end up sending to your address, you'd have never gotten it. Yeah, mm, maybe. No, like when they give you things to renew for your car and for all of that, is the no, same. No, it's, uh, it's it's based on the registration of the car. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to be good, y'all. I was trying to be good. Uh huh. Okay, okay. I, I should have just let him go and get <laughs> no, deported. No, 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 no. I'm knocking and... and... that. No, not mad. I mean, I was mad. You're like, wow. I had like, my thing was expiring all 20, whatever. And now you're telling me. But yeah, it is what it is. So. 
That's oh. like yeah. I think you one know? of the tricky things about the situation that we're in is like right now we're all trying to, you know, figure out what our next step is. Are we going to still live in the States? Yeah, Can we feel... still live in the States? Do think... you want to? Yes. Right. And I feel that's the bad thing for us. Is this limbo? We're in this limbo of this transition. And the thing is, you're seeing people your age, right? Like doing things like buying houses and making investments and doing all of that stuff, which ideally you would love to to be doing too. But it's like, am I going to be here next year? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to stay here? Will I move to another job somewhere else? You know, do I want to invest this money over here or do I want to do it back home? I feel like we're in a generation, I feel like we're very mobile, our generation, because it's like, maybe you go and you buy a house and then next month you get this dream job of yours in Barcelona. I I don't think that's the average person. Well, I'm I going know to it's not the, the average world. person, but it's an option, you know? <laughs> Them kind of things. Like you, 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 it's like, like, do I want to go through the hassle of trying to like become a resident or a citizen of here when... Maybe I want to pick up and, you know, decide I want to spend a year traveling Asia. I think the tricky, <laughs> I think the trickiest thing is, you know, at this point, all three of us have lived most of our adult lives here in the U.S., right? Yeah. And even if home is still home and we go back home as some of us more often than others, but as often as we can, right? I will I will say that I have I probably go back home more than the two of you combined. Oh yeah, no, yeah. without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> There's no question about because part of it is the cost of a ticket for us. Mm-hmm. Times two, Dallas. Right. Yeah. Times two. But then also, bro, like, I don't know. Sometimes I just cannot pull myself to say hey <laughs> i want to go back home right now like maybe i'm just comfortable you know the <laughs> upsetting thing about Vernon is he'll come like two weeks before christmas is like you want to go home for christmas man i'm like really dude really like now <laughs> i promise you this year i will not do that i will not come two weeks before christmas okay. i hit you like three months before so if by September I tell you nothing about Christmas about going over Christmas, we don't. Well, know. even by September it's too late because the price okay, is so Okay, if by August I tell you nothing about going over Christmas, we are going over Christmas. Anyway, anyway, luckily for me, my where I've been staying, my tickets back home are usually cheap, and that's something I personally look for. So when I went to Miami, I was like, the proximity to home is there, so that's why I studied in Miami, and the tickets were cheap around that time. Then it started going up because I guess more Lucians started coming Miami and, you know, flooding Miami or more Caribbean people started flooding Miami. So then the ticket to Miami now is like minimum 700, 800 from St. Lucia. And, you know, but now where I am on the West Coast, a ticket is less than going on from Miami. So, (laughs) you know, look at life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, props to you on that. I don't think I could let that be... I, I cannot find myself using that as my reasoning. No, and I'm not knocking it as I, a thing. I think I, for me personally, what was a factor for me was career path and career progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt like, you know, here in the States, I, I mean, Adani, I think you're in a unique situation, but generally you don't get that much vacation, right? As compared to other parts of the world or even in the Caribbean, they get so much vacation and so much more holidays Boy. than us. Um, so even like you know when it even when 
You all need to value yourselves. Negotiate better, my friends. I want better for you. Tell I... them what you want, and God will grant it. Okay, Adani. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, tell tell my corporate America life that. You can value yourself as much as you want. <laughs> corporate America say, okay, that's good, but this is how much we're willing to bend it. Yeah. Um. No, but even I think since I was early in my career, then or like even I stopped going back home as often even like before I graduated, right? So I think I had gotten kind of in that habit because yeah. I was, I did internships and CPT and stuff like that um, when I could. So it was like, uh, go back home and turn up or like, you know, try and put in now for later. As boring as that sounds, yeah, that, right? That, that was part but, of it for but us. I it think, was a put I think, in now for later thing. I think then it like just got into a habit because even when we... we we were doing like summer school and stuff like that too, so we weren't even going home well, for the whole um, like my however thing many with months. Summer school was it got to a point like the first summer I went home and I didn't do summer school, I got bored very quickly, mm-hmm. and I realized yo that's time I could be using to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I like home, I'll try and do like a semester of summer school to cut my time down at school, and then I can you know still come home and turn up so but even like on this immigration thing as i was saying you know the three of us have lived most of our adult lives here in the u.s and one of the things that um you know i i haven't even thought about because it's it it's like weird to think about for me is that if this whole immigration thing here or somewhere else doesn't work out it's like you kind of have to go back home and start from scratch in like a place that's home but in a place that you yeah. haven't been in because you know you technically know, if we go home now you're they're, coming... treating us, they're treating us like we like we the foreigners at this point because mm-hmm. we've been away for so long but it's also like how you used to like doing things and operating you know is and the resources the resources <laughs> right is yeah, you know potentially you know, we've been living on our own for four years well, now, right? If we move back home, you'd have to like move in with your parents until and you find a place of your own. But even like, I mean, find a job, <laughs> right? And even like, even just like making the money you'd make, you know, the money you'd make here versus the money you make back home and making that, you know, lifestyle adjustment as well. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to live my mother. Mad. Uh, I don't my mother be able to live with me because <laughs> no, but, no, but even that adjustment, right? Because now you you in their house, but like you've been living uh, yeah. uh, as you I have, my, have. Own, my own and, routines, my mm-hmm. own habits, and right. <laughs> that didn't matter, <laughs> <laughs> right? At, at that point, it's like yeah, you back in my house, you have my routines yeah. and my habits yeah. under my roof. Yeah, you know, because you know Caribbean parents, yeah, okay, how old you and are. And Vernon's mother would be like, "Oh, Vernon, go and take the clothes out on the line. Oh, go and drop this hair. Oh, um, Vernon, go and Next sweep topic. the balcony." <laughs> right. I yeah. I will say, uh, um, I I fear that a lot less just because I'm home so often. Like I do have like a home parallel life, kind of almost. Mm-hmm. So if I was to have to move back home, but do you think in part you did that intentionally or subconsciously? It- um, well, family is very important to me, so I probably did do it um subconsciously, like in that you know, because like 
I honestly would like to retire a, a millionaire back home. Oh, like I well, plan on my life <laughs> in a foreign country. Yes. I think. So, I think. That... So I think I, I I put myself in a position where I would be more easily able to do that. Mm. I <laughs> so think I have the difference... ties to the banks. I have right. the ties to various jobs. So so if pray tell somebody were to you know deport me tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, mm. all right, going back home. Let me see. Yeah. Um, that job you had promised me, yeah, I, I cash in on that now. <laughs> I think the difference between you and Vernon is that, um, like, you... I'm sorry, Vernon, but you, like, care about the relationships and the people, you know, to, like, you know, make that social investment. But, like, Vernon would just want to, like, move back with his millionaire money already and, like, not have to talk to people, no, not have no, to, no, like... It's not I don't care about the relationship. It's the thing is, the, like Danny said, it's always been... It's family is an important thing for me. Mm. So, you see, when I go home, my focus is family. Like, left to me alone... I go home and I don't necessarily go out as much because I'm so content just chilling with my family, you know, chilling in the kitchen, talking to my father or hanging out with my brother and whatnot. And my very close friends that it's not necessarily, you know, that big a deal for me. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm all about fostering them relationships. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'm necessarily like afraid of a situation where I'd have to move no, back home. I'm not I wouldn't of it. I wouldn't It's say... not fear of the situation. It's it more like the inconvenience. Ideal. Yes. It would not yeah. be ideal. Like but... it's more something you'd want to plan. I mean exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't even think to Less say something that... that's want to happen to you. And right. I want to be forced into. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I still feel like if you you know, keep that mindset, everything happens for a reason. Right? Um but I think it would, I don't know, maybe it's the... But, but like, I'd want some warning. Like, you know, if yeah. you tell me, like, exactly. you know, in, 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 like, the next year, you'll have to move back home. I'm like, okay, I can put things in place. Right? That's Now, what if I... you just tell me the next day and I'm not ready for it, like, you know, it's like, wow. But... <laughs> next day, um, what happens to my car? But that's the <laughs> thing, right? It's like, being an immigrant and in these situations, it's highly unlikely that you're going to get a year, right? You may get... Yeah. You know, at most maybe six months, right? That you. That's, that's why I sometimes envy some people I've met along the way, mm-hmm. who basically they came from a foreign island, but their family is so well to do back then that like they just come to school to, to study to take over the family business. So they never had no any qualms about where the, where where their identity where was, like you know, where they were going to end up. So they. They literally just came to the U.S. just to party, just to have fun, just to get the degree. Once they got that degree, they want the next plane out. Like, you know, and like it's like America didn't exist for them. And, and they had their entire empire to run. So, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that they have that. But it was just like, wow. Like, I wish that was an option for me because I would love to um. just walk home and not not like necessarily feed off your family but just to be just to be that sure about your next mm-hmm. path mm-hmm. you know you know you say that and, some, and you know if anything i i i would not want that i like the i like the you know i went to school and i got that time to figure out what i wanted to get into and i chased my dreams for lack of better words Corny. and i not i not like knocking their dreams like if that's their thing but i would not want that for myself mm. but you're saying you're saying about like yeah we don't be forcing and I agree I don't be forcing I want the time because like you say if somebody come to me tomorrow and say like you have to leave next week no lie real talk my first question would be what happens to my dog oh Chucky 
I am good to be honest. Mm. Like I know me and you, like me and me, we figured out like it's us here. We marry. Godfather. What happened to I my will, I will bear the burden of the the love, good you know, know, as his Godfather. I, I just need to yeah. know. I at some point yeah. I get him. That's what Godfathers know, do, you know, because <laughs> that's my 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 G, my my. No, my but I I think you know that's an interesting point, but um because it's like you know. If you've been here, I mean, we've been in the seats for like 10 years, right? In mm-hmm. I've, whatever, take however many like apartment changes and all of that, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, even okay. just to. That's why I'm such a nomad. Like, I just yeah. got a TV. But, like, you know. To... <laughs> Meanwhile, over here we have like three TVs that we've collected like, over the span of look at you to pack all of this stuff, like you know. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. sure, like, don't say that. Let's end the podcast because you're giving me you're giving me anxiety. Talking no, but about even that. no, but even here, like, right? Like our list everything is I been... own can fit in like a, a free suitcase. No. Yeah, no. No, cool out. <laughs> the last time we had to get an apartment and schedule it like a week, give us a week moving period where we had two apartments Overlap, yeah. so we can move stuff because nah, B. <laughs> um, no, but I think as we're wrapping up on, on this week's episode, I think there's value in talking about the experience that we've yeah. had um you know being in this country for so long and still having this you know um limbo kind of of a status. immigration yeah. status also at a time in your life where you're so young and just trying to kind of figure things out i think one of the biggest inconveniences is just the instability and not knowing you know yeah like, not being able like, to put down like 20 year plans right 15 year plans and and not feeling confident that you're going to to confident enough to put down roots because you don't know if you're gonna get uprooted <laughs> um and and just even i think the the sad reality that you know as an immigrant or non-immigrant whatever they want to call us you know that sometimes you get treated like a second class you know person non-resident alien yes. yeah you get treated <laughs> like a non-resident alien um not necessarily you know in your everyday life but especially like when you have to have those conversations with immigration you know it's like you're a lesser um lesser, lesser human yeah. lesser yeah. person which especially which being from the caribbean and not europe i think one of the things we also didn't touch on but it's very real you know we went and got these advanced degrees and on the job hunt it's especially difficult because they um will um straight up say must be a u.s citizen yeah. or permanent resident so even if it's been painted that the u.s is a great place for opportunities and stuff and you know while that may be true that doesn't mean that it's it's not difficult is, is so, I, I think the the um that myth about you know the u.s anything can happen was in the 70s and the 60s when it was all these things were a lot more lax mm-hmm. so there's a, a whole new different kind of ball game now mm-hmm. in our generation like before our parents could literally just come over here on a boat and like work their uh, butts off and then they would be treated you know civilly mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. you know depending on your skin color anyway <laughs> but 
like they could like people from various countries could come and the u.s was a land of opportunity and you everybody could make it and it was fair and you know once you had the drive you could succeed that's not so much the case now especially like in vernon and i um master's programs like if we were u.s citizens we could have been had million like like six plenty six-figure salary options like literally when i was working when I was working at um, USF and uh, doing my schoolwork, the person in charge of the cyber program was literally bringing people in to talk to me. And I was like, uh, I can't take this job with, Adani, with it was US the same thing that was happening to because me because I'm a citizen. And they're like, are you going to be a citizen when you graduate? Like, because, you know, we can work something out. And like, nah, I'm not. Like, you know, okay, cool. So, like, you know, it's really like you stifling your growth mm-hmm. just because of your, your status. And it's not mm-hmm. anything you can control, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. Now, let me ask you all this, right? Knowing what you know now, knowing what you know today at this point, at this hour, in this second, would you have done anything differently? Like, would you go to Canada instead? Would you try and go to Europe or Germany or, or Asia for schooling? Like, would you maybe go to school in the in UE? Like, you know, I like, to so, be honest, uh-huh. no. I do it all over again. Because of what? Because of the experiences that you the had. The experiences, here. but also the people I met along the way. Yo, mm-hmm. I made some amazing friends mm-hmm. in this entire shit Span, show. Right. And <laughs> even just kind of like what you've learned and take it on and how it's like, you know, um, affected or influenced your worldview, right? right? Yeah. Um, I do it all over again. I think, um, I think if you could guarantee. I, I don't know. I think it's like you just have to be comfortable with what your situation is and be ready to adapt. And if anything, this is what, you know, this um, has has um, trained us and showed us, you know, yeah. that we have to be ready to do. Be adapt, adaptive and be versatile. Adani, as we, well, what's your answer? And is that the last comment you have as we end this episode? Um, I think... I think not knowing what I know now, I would go with Canada. Mm. Like, in terms of not having those experiences, not meeting the friends I've made and, you uh, know, business relations I've made, I would go with Canada. Okay. Not knowing that I would do that. Knowing all the people I've uh, met, made friends with, influenced, they've influenced me, I'd be like, yeah, I'd probably do it again. I'd do a few things differently, but I would come back to the U.S. again. Mm-hmm. I'd, probably do a, I'd probably do something differently. Well, I'd, so... I'd find a white girl, you know, earlier on. Like, so you know, small who, thing. Let's flip it, though. <laughs> if we had kids and things here are the same as they are now, would you encourage them to come to the U.S.? No. No. Same, no. No. You, you, you go in Canada or, or Europe? Or even even some even stay in the Caribbean and learn a trade like like um, air conditioning, um, how to wear. Adani, you and this anyway for another episode. Next episode, um, guys, <laughs> it's been another episode. I have figures to support my claims. Eh, so. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Anushka and Adani will debate this on another episode, but it's been fun, guys, talking about this. Please let us know your your take on this whole immigration um, saga. Let us know about your experience and what's good and bad about it for you. And we'll see you all next week, guys. Much, much. (laughs) We're out. (laughs) 